And let's pray. Loving God, we give thanks for this day. We give thanks for your spirit that is here with us now. Touch us with that love. Touch us with your grace. Help us to have an encounter with you that we might hear from you a word, a word that blesses our life, a word that helps us to grow in our faith. But be with us now. Help us to experience your presence and to grow as your disciple. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. You know, our passage here from the 11th chapter of Luke invited me to think about my own prayer life. And it also invited me to recall prayers that I have heard and conversations that I had had over the years about prayer. Now, I can't help but wonder if we have a vending machine could not be a primary teacher of our prayer life. Now, I want you to think about it, okay? We put in the correct change. We then make our selection, and then we get what we want. Truth is, this is kind of a, an over-focus, if you will, on verse 10. Verse 10 says, for everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So we offer our coins, the coins of our wants and our needs, of our beliefs, and even of our good behavior. And then we tell God what we want. We tell God what we expect, and then we expect to receive it. Now, this is all fine, and this works until it doesn't work anymore. I mean, vending machines are great until they take your money and give you nothing. Or, what about this? They take your money and give you potato chips when you wanted a Snickers bar. Or, when they take your money and give you a big red when you wanted a Diet Coke, right? So how do we respond when these vending machines don't give us what we want? What do we do? Well, we get mad. We start pressing the button over and over and over again, don't we? We can even like put our arm up inside the machine. <laughs> See if we can't finagle something out and get what we want, what we have coming. Maybe we kick the machine, tip it from side to side. Oh, be careful here, right? Bad things happen when you start messing with the machine like that. It might get its own revenge. I mean, come on, we do our part, and now we expect the vending machine to do its part. My friends, when we pray and we don't get what we want or expect, many times this is what we do. We get angry. We feel hurt. Sometimes we even feel betrayed. Sometimes we even lose faith. And some have been hurt so badly that they leave the church altogether. You know, it's interesting. I don't have people coming to me and saying things like, Pastor, why was my prayer answered? 
Why did I receive exactly everything that I prayed for? I don't get those kinds of conversations. Now, I do know that prayer is answered. Sometimes we ask and receive. We search and find. We knock and then the door is opened. And it's great when this happens. However, when it doesn't happen this way, so many times it threatens our faith. And what we want to know is, I asked and I didn't receive. I searched and I didn't find. I knocked and the door wasn't open to me. Now, I have to confess, I have to stand before you today and say that I sometimes have a vending machine faith. Now, as a United Methodist pastor, I have moved several times in the last 25 years. My latest move from New Braunfels to here in San Antonio was one of the most stressful. Now, my wife and I had a great real estate agent, and our agent prepared us, and she told us, usually in a normal year here in San Antonio, there are 30,000 homes for sale or rent. But here in the spring of 2022, there are only 3,000. So I kind of saw this as a challenge, right? And then with my vending machine mentality, I started praying. I started putting coins in the machine. Week after week and month after month and no home. Now let me tell you, after a while, this starts to play with your faith. This starts to make you doubt. This starts to make you wonder. This starts to get personal. This starts to, well, make your anxiety grow and then just keep growing. This went from simple prayers to pleas to begging. This went to sleepless nights. Because I had to move. There was another pastor coming, and I'm pretty sure he didn't want to bunk with my family. <laughs> it led me to ask the question, what am I doing wrong? I mean, this became intensely personal. Now, I don't want to give too much of the sermon away just yet. We're going to get there. We're going to get to the point. But I will say this. My understanding of prayer needed a correction. My understanding of prayer needed some growth. My understanding of prayer needed some biblical understanding. And so I find it, well, I shouldn't be surprised that I came upon this in our lectionary for the day and that God had something very personal and profound to teach to me. And so I want to share this with you. The good news is we did get a house, right? Ten days before we absolutely had to move out. I mean, we were, we were calling moving companies and saying, hey, we need you to come get a bid on what we have. And, uh, and they would say, okay, great, where are you moving to? We don't know. 
but we need this, we got to get this process going. I mean, it was an odd kind of thing. But you know what? God wasn't finished with me yet. God had some work to do in my life. And I, and I also want to say, I know that you have been where I have been. This is a human condition. And I know this because I've been there in the hospital beds. I've been there with you. I've been there when we prayed for your loved one, your loved one who is sick and ill. And you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and your loved one died. And you ask yourself the question, what? What did I do wrong? I've been there with you when you left one job and you tried to find another and you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and you couldn't find that job that you thought God had intended for you. I've been with you when you have prayed and prayed and prayed for your family and you didn't see a change right away. I know your heartbreak. I've been where you are and you've been where I've been. And I'm here to say, I don't know that this vending machine faith is really where God is calling us to live. Everyone who has ever prayed has wondered, why was my prayer not answered? Another way to say it is, we've all lost money in the vending machine at least once. And if you haven't lost money in the vending machine, you haven't prayed enough, all right? Is that fair enough to say? I don't know why some prayers seem to be answered and others seem to go unanswered. I don't have any good answers or explanations, but I have heard some really bad ones. And maybe you've heard these bad ones too. Maybe you've actually said these bad ones. Things like, well, you just didn't pray hard enough. You didn't have enough faith when you prayed. Or, oh, you're asking for the wrong thing. Or maybe you heard, it's all a mystery, and someday we'll understand it better. Maybe you've even said, everything happens for a reason. Or what about this one? Something better is coming. My friends, I, I have a very hard time accepting or believing any of that. These excuses are nothing but attempts to bolster a vending machine understanding of faith. And it would help us if we would let go of this overly simplistic understanding of prayer. It actually hurts people and it perverts who and how God relates to us. When I hear this kind, these kinds of answers and expectations, I can't help but remember another human being who prayed late on a Thursday night. And let me assure you, this person prayed with words of faith. This person prayed with blood and sweat and tears. And he prayed very personally, please, please, Father, let this cup pass from me. And they crucified him the following afternoon. 
My friends, prayer is not about the coins. It's not about the mechanical process. It's not about a transaction. It's not about a transition of information from us to God. I think the best that we can do when it comes to prayer is to ask the request that the disciples made of Jesus in Luke 11, verse 1. Lord, teach us to pray. You know, my friends, when it comes to prayer, we're all beginners. We're always learning to pray. Now, I also want you to notice that Jesus' response is not an explanation of prayer. It's not an explanation of how prayer is supposed to work. Jesus doesn't offer any magic words. Jesus doesn't give us the correct change for the vending machine. Instead, Jesus teaches us about who God is and how God relates to us. I mean, and that's exactly what you hear in the Lord's Prayer. Because Jesus says in verse 2, when you pray, say, Father, holy be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us into the time of trial. Now, the focus of this prayer is to remind us that God is holy and that we are God's loved children. We are holy daughters and sons of the Almighty God. Now, that's a given and that's a reality that we live in. Before we ever open our mouths, before we even offer our coins to make a selection, this reality, this relationship already exists. And then this is how Jesus begins his teaching. Prayer is about relationships and presence. We're not telling God something that God doesn't already know. We're reminding ourselves of what already is, or what already has been, and what will be. The relationship means that our life, our existence, our very being comes from God. And when Jesus speaks, he speaks of this and calls it our daily bread. Too often we're convinced that we must be independent, that we must be self-sufficient. Well, Jesus teaches us that we need to be praying daily for our bread. And when we pray, we're actually reminded that we are unself-sufficient. Now, that doesn't mean that we are deficient. What it does mean is that our sufficiency comes not from ourselves, but from God. God is the one who sustains and nourishes our life. And again, this is another way of talking about relationship and presence. And then also in the Lord's Prayer, those lines about forgiving others and ourselves, again, it's relationships and presence with God and with other people. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13, Jesus teaches us that prayer is about what? It's about relationship and God's presence. So, if prayer is relationship and presence, 
then I will submit to you there is only one answer to every prayer that we pray. There is one answer to the prayers that you pray. Do you know what it is? I've just said it. God. A relationship with God is the answer to your prayers. Now, I don't just mean that God answers our prayers. I hope you hear me clearly. God is the answer to our prayers. My friends, that's what I needed, right? When I was praying, when I was putting money in the vending machine and pushing the button and expecting a house to come out, the perfect house that was going to meet all the needs for my family, right? And when it didn't come, I had to, I had to question the whole process. But you know what? God was working in a deeper and in a more profound way than just giving me what I wanted when I wanted. God gave me something more personal. As my anxiety grew, as my sleepless nights became more and more, as my pleading turned to begging, as my faith felt diminished, God said to me, Jason, what are you doing? Why are you treating me like a vending machine? Because you know what? I'm the answer to your prayers, and I'm with you in this. I have not left you. I have not forsaken you. I am right here. I will walk with you. I'll walk with you through the darkest valley. You know, the faith that I was relying on wasn't a good faith. Sometimes we need the love of God to come in and tear that away so God can then build something more substantial, something more real. And that's what happened. I mean, let's get this. This is exactly the point. This is the point of verse 13. Our last verse today, Jesus says, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. Boy, I hope you heard that because that's critical. Basically, the whole sermon kind of rests on this point because what you have here is God the Son telling you that when you pray, God the Father is going to gift you the presence of God the Holy Spirit. Therefore, when you pray, the answer to your prayer is always God's presence, a relationship with God. And whether we know it or not, that's what we need. That's at the heart of all of this. But here's the greatest difficulty, okay, in prayer. Because so many times, all we really want to do is just offer our coins and push the button. We don't want God. What we want is something from God. We want God to change our circumstances. Now, I, I want to let you know, I truly believe that God 
can and does change circumstances. But I'm also convinced that the goal of prayer is not to change everything around you, not to order this to your life. Because remember what we pray, not my will, but your will be done. And if we really believe that, then what we're really asking is, okay, God, change me, change my heart. Change the way I'm seeing this. Help me to be more loving. Help me to understand that you are the gift of all of my prayers and that you are walking with me. God is the one who sustains and empowers our life and then helps us face all of the circumstances, all of the situations, all of the difficulties of our life. That is where prayer is answered. That's where our lives are changed. You know, my friends, on my better days, I know that my relationship with God is enough. But you know, I have to admit, and this will be the case even going forward, there's going to be days when I have a vending machine faith. And when that happens, I need to echo the disciples and humbly say, Lord, teach me to pray. Help me to understand that there's something greater that you're doing in my life than just being some deified Santa Claus that you are the God of everything, the God of power and a God of amazing love, a love that I don't understand, but that you will answer my prayer because you will come into my life. I know that there are those of you today who are hurting because you've been praying like this. You've been praying this vending machine faith, and I'm here to set you free and to say to you, God has something even better, just as God had something better in store for me. I don't know what the answer is to your prayers, but I do know it starts with the presence of God in your life. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, amen.